Welcome to another episode of Ryan's Reviews. It has been a few weeks. Um, I did record an episode last week, but I was not happy with it at all. I put it up for a few hours last Saturday, and then I ended up pulling it. Um, It was only about a five or six minute episode. I was just talking about some documentaries I watched, um, all done by Earl Morris, A Brief History of Time, Thin Blue Line, Vernon, Florida, Gates of Heaven. Um, And I wasn't very happy with the episode. I didn't have a whole lot to say about the documentaries. And yeah, the whole episode seemed rushed, and I decided to pull it because of that. Um, So if you haven't checked out his documentaries, though, I would highly recommend them. They're very, very well done. He definitely has his own style, his own flair um, in each of his documentaries, and I think they're all worth watching. For what it's worth, A Brief History of Time was probably my least favorite of the four. I've seen Gates of Heaven and Vernon, Florida countless times. Um, It was my first time watching The Thin Blue Line, though, and I thought it was excellent excellent movie okay so it is the review extravaganza it is the last saturday of the month so i'm going to be talking about the latest stephen king book billy summers uh the game that i am still playing goes to shishima and i will be talking about two movies kind of uh kind of halloweeny at least one of them is definitely um but uh one is carnival of souls from 1960 and the other one is the 2018 version of halloween I was thinking that I was going to be able to watch Halloween and the new Halloween movie, um, but you had to pay to watch it, $5, and after looking at the reviews, I decided to skip it, though it could have made for a fun podcast if I was just tearing it apart, but I might tear apart the uh, 2018 one anyway. So, uh, here we go. Let's start off with the latest Stephen King book. That is Billy Summers. I have yet to finish this one. Um, It's about a hired hitman who decides to integrate himself into the community where he is going to actually commit the murder. Um, So far, it's one of my favorite Stephen King books in recent memory. Lots of interesting characters. And Billy Summers himself is a pretty interesting protagonist or anti-hero, depending on how you think of it. Um, He's a war veteran. He's trying to escape his past. Um, And, of course, this is kind of a tired trope that Stephen King is using, but he is... He wants this to be his last job. He wants to become a writer. And yeah, he wants to get out of being a hitman. Um, But his past continues to haunt him, especially this one incident um, that happened during his childhood in which his sister was killed. Um, And I still have a ways to go in the book, um, but so far I would definitely recommend it. I'm probably only about 250 pages into it so far. Um, The only problem that I really have with it is Stephen King seems to mention Donald Trump every page or two, Um, and I get it. Uh, I'm not a fan of him either, but yeah, Stephen King is definitely not a fan. Um, But at some point, it just, yeah, it's like you just keep getting hit over the head with it again and again, and it kind of takes me out of the story. Um, I'm just like, it just seems unnecessary. Um, But if you want to check out a good recent... Uh, recent Stephen King book, I would recommend checking out Billy Summers. Again, I haven't got to the end of it, so maybe I'll feel differently um, in the second half of the book, but so far the first half been really, really good, just in that world building and those characters. Really, really good. Okay, on to the game of the month. Again, there's going to be a reoccurring theme here. I did not finish it, of course, and I didn't think I was going to because it's probably going to take me at least 40 hours. I'm probably 10 to 15 hours in I've only played a few hours this month, um, and that is Ghost of Tsushima, um, and this game is awesome. Um, I'm playing it in Kurosawa mode, which means it is in black and white, um, it's all in Japanese, and you are playing as this lone samurai who is left after this giant battle, 
and it's your job to kind of seek revenge on the people who killed all of the other samurais. So the story is pretty enthralling. Um, I'm having a good time going from the main story to some of those side missions. The new abilities you gain on your journey are pretty fun. So that's why I'm doing a lot of the side missions because that's how you unlock them. Um, there's a really, really cool photo mode with this game. And because the game is so beautiful, especially with in black and white, um, I find myself using the photo mode a lot. And that's probably um, a large part of the reason that I did not quite finish uh, the game because I just keep getting lost in the photo mode. I'm like, oh, that'd be a really cool picture. Um, so I am kind of, yeah, kinda, I'm playing the game, but at the same time, I find myself using that an awful lot. Um, gameplay is definitely addicting. The graphics are gorgeous and the music uh, makes this one of my favorite games that I've played in the last couple of years. Again, just like the Stephen King book, though, maybe I will finish uh, or maybe I will think differently of it. Uh, when I finish it, and maybe the second half won't be quite as good, but we will see. Um, again, that one's going to take me a while. Um, just looking ahead to next month, again, next week will be when I'm kind of going through what the game of the month and the book of the month are going to be, but I'm thinking about it kind of being a double. Um, I'm going to try and beat Halo 2 and 3 before the new one comes out. I beat Halo Reach. I could have talked about this that on the podcast. I did beat that. Um, and I beat the original Halo now, but I still have to go back and beat Halo 2 and 3. I feel like if I do that and beat the original trilogy and the prequel, that's good enough to play the new one. So anyway, I'll talk about that more on next week's episode. The two movies that I want to talk about, like I mentioned in the opening, Carnival of Souls and Halloween. Carnival of Souls is a movie that I wanted to revisit. It's one that I saw years and years ago. There are these books that contain all of Roger Ebert's four-star movie reviews, and I believe it's in the very first one, The Great Movies, um, that Carnival of Souls is mentioned. Um, it's a brief 80-minute movie, um, but it's one that I'm very, very glad I revisited. And it might, after watching it, be one of my favorite horror movies of all time. And that is due to the cinematography and the mood of this movie. There are so many shots where I just want to, I just sit back and I just admire what they were able to do here. Um, and there's just this creepy atmospheric mystery that's going on that just, I don't know, that, with, that along with the cinematography make this one of the best horror movies of the 1960s, at least in my opinion. Um, and it makes for a very, very compelling movie. Um, but all of that being said, the movie does require quite a bit from its viewers. The dialogue and delivery of the dialogue can leave a lot to be desired. Um, some of the characters are very eccentric, and you're kind of just wondering the whole time. It's like, why is everybody acting so strangely? Um, but it's all part of this mystery, and you start to figure out more as the movie goes on. And I don't know. Carnival of Souls, it's just a very, very unique film. I think one that everybody who considers them a uh, who considers themselves a fan of art house horror should definitely see at some point during their life. Okay, and on to the 2018 version of Halloween. So, like I mentioned, I had a plan to watch Halloween and Halloween Kills. That didn't end up happening. So, but I did sit down with my girlfriend and we did watch the 2018 Halloween. So this is actually a direct sequel. Uh, to Halloween 2 um, from the early 1980s. It takes place afterwards. There is a 40-year time jump 
though. Um, and Michael Myers has been in a psychiatric hospital for 40 years, something like that. Um, and then all of a sudden they decide to transfer him to another hospital and there's no police escort or anything. They just put him on a bus along with a lot of other patients. And of course the bus crashes and chaos ensues and Jamie Lee Curtis is back in this one and her daughter is in this and a granddaughter, um, not the actresses, but in the movie, um, she has a daughter and a granddaughter and basically they have to fight against Michael Myers and try and bring him down. It's, it's I don't know, the, the script is pretty awful. Um, they make attempts at humor, but most of them fall pretty flat. Jamie Lee Curtis's character, Laurie, has obviously gone through a lot in the original movies um, and is dealing with some of that trauma, but her family does not seem to care. They mention that several times. They're like, just get over it. It's okay. Just get over it. Anyway, um, yeah, it's a very silly movie. I think you can have some fun with it. Um, I've seen every single Halloween movie, and this is actually one of the better ones. Um, so that tells you the quality of the series overall. I think Halloween 1 and its sequel are actually pretty good. Um, Halloween 3 does not have Michael Myers in it, and I actually wanted to rewatch it. Maybe next year I will. Um, it's just bizarre, and I actually liked it. Most people do not. Um, but then the series just goes downhill from there. And there have been count, I don't know what number this is in the series, and something like 9 or 10. Um, but yeah, this is the best one since probably Halloween 3. So, I don't know. I think you can have a fun time with it as long as you turn your brain off completely. It's entertaining. It's very stupid. Um, and some storylines are just never finished. Some characters are very, very irritating. Um, and no matter how many times you yell at your TV, don't do this, that character is bound to do it. So, I would recommend watching this one in a group. Um, and just, yeah, don't go in expecting a Spart movie. Um, that's going to change its formula or the formula from the rest of the series. Okay. So, um, I think that's going to do it for this episode of Ryan's Reviews. Um, I have not had a chance to see the new Dune yet. I've not seen the new James Bond, the new Wes Anderson. There are a lot of movies that I want to go to the movie theaters to go see, but I have not found the time to do so yet. Hopefully sometime soon. Uh, thanks to everyone for listening this week. I will be back next week discussing movie news and the book and game of the month.